Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Business Uncensored, the good, the bad and the ugly. Woohoo! With Team Bevelacqua. <laughs> That's us! That is us. <laughs> Lol lo Haz and Lol Chris. <laughs> is that our new nicknames now? Yeah, up in the studio. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, welcome to another episode, as I've said. Um, we have really, really loved doing these Team Takeover episodes. Yeah, it's been really good. Over the past few weeks. We hope you've enjoyed them as well. But yeah, we've absolutely loved it so far, so we thought we'd hop on again and do another one. Yeah, I love doing these. Yeah, I do too, we so. chat. Chat. We just chat. Chat. <laughs> chat about marketing. So Chris, what are we going to chat about this week? We thought we would go into December talking about the previous trends we've seen on social media um, and online marketing and then also do a little bit of a fortune telling and predicting what we think are going to be the trends of next year. Yeah, a bit of a 2023 marketing business prediction. prediction. Let's get our little medium brains going. Side note, I would love to see a medium. What do you think? You know, have you watched Long Island Medium? No. I love that show. She's such a legend. What do they tell you? Like, I've never actually been to, like, a fortune teller or anything. Well, like, a fortune teller is, like, predict your future mm-hmm. and stuff. I would be way too scared to go to a fortune teller. Because <laughs> I'm like, I just don't want to know, like... <laughs> when am I going to die? Yeah, I'd just rather take it day by day. But, like, a medium is one of those who can talk to spirits. Mm. So, like, they'll be like, I'm getting a message. I'm getting a message. Chris, I'm getting a message. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we're going to do some marketing predictions, da 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 but first, Chris, are you excited for Christmas? I I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Christmas, yeah. I think. I think it's just people just do too much. Yeah. They just do too much. I'm like, Christmas is just Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. The whole of December is not Christmas. Yeah, see, I agree with you there, but I just think this year, like, everyone needs a bit of Christmas joy, don't they? I feel that, yeah. Everyone does need a little bit of a Christmas joy, I think. Yeah. But it's... Oh. It's just too much. Really I know what sometimes. you mean. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, it's November. Like, I don't want to think about Christmas yet. There was Christmas songs playing on the radio on Sunday. I know. Why? I know. I mean, if you're all for Christmas, fair enough. But Christmas is all right. Never <laughs> been massive on it. <laughs> but to be fair, I was walking through town yesterday and all the Christmas lights were up. Oh, that's nice. And there was, like, a busker playing and, like, really cute songs. And I was like, it feels nice. I, yeah, I like... I like the thought of Christmas, yeah. but then, like, executing it, I'm like... It's... Because we're another Christmas tree, let's be honest, it's a drag and a half. Oh, my God, it is. It is so annoying having to put the whole tree up and yeah. then decorate it. I just want it to be done. Well, that's why this year we're making a day of it. We're getting <laughs> <laughs> <We> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just so much to do. Yeah. And, like, presents for everyone, and it's just the expensive time of the year. That's true. And half the time I can't be bothered. Yeah. Same to be fair. But, you know, I'm looking forward to a bit of Christmas joy because... I'm looking forward to some presents. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's everyone's just exhausted at the moment. I know I'm exhausted. Yeah. No amount of sleep is doing me any good. So, bit of Christmas joy this year I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the Christmas holiday. Yeah, but I just can't believe that it's nearly 2023. It's gone so far. I feel like it's gone so fast. Like, where has this gone? Like, I forgot we've even been through a pandemic. Like, I'm still in 2020, <laughs> mate. Like, yeah, seriously, I think people are <laughs> people are now saying that they have pandemic ages. Yeah. So like, they're at, I'm actually 24, but regard like disregarding the pandemic, I'm like 22. Yeah, I'm because, still 18. Yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, time's just gone so fast. I can't believe we're in 2023. It's yeah. just gone. I don't I don't know where it's gone. No, what have I, I done this year? I have no idea. What have I done? What have you done? <laughs> what have I done? Nothing. I have no idea. But I think that exhaustion is really reflecting into people's businesses, I think. Yeah. Like, definitely seeing a lot of that in the community. Um, and I know people are just feeling quite fed up. But oh, yeah. Hopefully, you can listen to our podcast. <laughs> get, a bit of, get a little bit of joy. Get a little bit of joy, a little bit of inspiration. So let's go into today's episode because we currently just spent five minutes talking about Christmas. <laughs> so let's go. Let's have a talk about some of the previous trends or kind of popular things or fads, I guess, um, that have been apparent throughout 2022. So why don't, you, why don't you kick us off, Chris? Okay, so 2022, we have seen the rise of TikTok. Definitely have. Hugely. So little bit of uh, statistics for you. So by March 2022, 69% of UK teens were on TikTok 
and 90% of users logged in every single day and spent at least 90 minutes interacting with videos. I mean, I know I'm one of them people. I, I spend more than 90 minutes. Yeah. I sit after work, I'm scrolling for like three hours. It's so bad. I, I can't get off of it. But it's just, it's so easy to consume. Like It is. And I'm like, I've got nothing to do. I've got to pass like two hours until I do something. Just gonna sit on TikTok. Yeah. Because it makes time go so fast. Any small moment I'm on TikTok. Like yeah. I'm on the toilet, TikTok. I'm in the bath, TikTok. Go to bed, TikTok. TikTok. Literally I cannot go to sleep it's without so scrolling bad. on TikTok. And like it I think it is really bad. And there was a, a period where I deleted TikTok because yeah. there's so much like toxic stuff on there. Like I found it was quite negatively impacting my mental health. Mm. And I think we're gonna go a bit into mental health a little bit later in the episode. But TikTok when I deleted TikTok, I went through a bit of a whole social detox and just deleted all of my social media. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Best few months of my life. <laughs> like, it was incredible. Like, and then I, I re-downloaded it all and I was like, oh. just, I wish I never re-downloaded it. Yeah, it's just all-consuming. It really is. But I feel the way it fits into marketing is like, it's such a big thing now. 100%. Some more statistics. 47% of users had bought something through TikTok and 60 cents and 67% said that TikTok inspired them to shop even though they weren't even looking to do so. So it's, so it's really interesting because I have never used a TikTok shop. I've never even looked at I've it. I've used a TikTok shop. I don't yeah. even know how it works. You literally, this is the thing, like content creators are huge now, like influencers. They're Definitely. massive in both the marketing space and the way we consume media. They're massive and the way TikTok shop works is a content creator has to push the product for it to show up. Yeah. So if they've got like a brand deal with, I don't know, a pair of headphones or something, they will push it on their video, on their six second or however long a TikTok is now, it can go up to 10 minutes, which is crazy. They will push it on their TikTok and they have a little button at the bottom that says like buy here. And that's literally how you get to the TikTok shop. Yeah. It's just mad to me that you can't get to the TikTok shop any other way. Yeah. But from a content creator, it is crazy. that is mental. So TikTok is definitely becoming a huge part, if not yeah. already a massive part of life. And I think businesses are going to move that way as well. And they already are moving that way. Because I remember Instagram was never really a platform for businesses no. at all. And neither was Facebook or any social media, really. I think before the online world and before social media became such a big thing, it was all that offline marketing, you know, yeah. leaflet dropping, that kind of thing. You which love I, leaflet dropping. I love leaflet dropping. <laughs> it works. It does. I love leaflet dropping. I think you have said leaflet dropping for like every single every episode, episode we've done. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> leaflet dropping <laughs> is great. Don't put... It's the way forward. Yeah, do not be relying on so just social media for for your marketing and for your business. And drop a few leaflets. Drop a few leaflets. And <laughs> that's something that I'm gonna get into in a future episode. <laughs> Do not put your whole business on socials. It's not the only form of marketing. But anyway, TikTok is definitely becoming a big marketing platform. I think even, you know, we're on TikTok now, aren't we, with the business. Yeah. And I think before we never really wanted to do it because, you know, we're not really those ones for pointing and doing like dances and stuff. Yeah. But that was, that was like of, the beginning of TikTok. That was the beginning. I mean, I remember when TikTok was Musical.ly. Oh my God, Musical.ly. And it was just dances and stuff like that. And, and like, obviously that's still a thing, but now there's so much you can do with the platform that allows for marketing. Yeah. And I think as much as some businesses don't necessarily want to be on TikTok, it's the way that things are going. And it's it, almost the place to be right now. It is the place to be. And I think it's like what we talked about in the last episode about adaptability. Yeah not necessarily maybe you don't want to be on TikTok, but if a lot of your target audience uh, is on there and there's a lot of um, growth you can get from being on the platform, then it's about adapting and- Yeah, get with the times. Getting on that platform. Yeah. Because other businesses are going to do it and then they're going to get more exposure than you, potentially. It's so, mad. TikTok is a huge thing at the moment and it Even will continue like, to grow. It will. Even like, People go live on TikTok all the time yeah. as well. Yeah. Like I just, when you scroll, I think lives just come up. They do. Which brings us to our next point. Live stream shopping has become huge in 2022. It boomed. Boomed. So reminiscent of the kind of old school tele shopping that used to come on late at night. Um, in China, live stream shopping went from only 4.5% of the total online shopping revenue to a massive 20.3% in 2022. 
and that is expected to triple by 2024. That's crazy. So for our audience, Chris, what is live stream shopping? So I don't know if you've seen, but I've definitely seen on TikTok, people use their lives as a way to sell things. Right, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll sit there with a table full of stuff and hold up things like this is on this discount, this is for this price, like comment in the comments on the live or like send us a DM and you can get it like right now. Yeah. Which is literally what tele shopping was back in the day. Okay. I remember waking up at like 3am after a nap or something and tele shopping being on the TV. Yeah. Like buy this necklace, it's only literally. for this price at this point right now. Like phone up and buy it now. And that's literally what TikTok live streams are now. Yeah. A lot of them are. So yeah, that is definitely something that is growing again again on tiktok it's all coming back to tiktok mm-hmm. obviously you've got your instagram live you've got your facebook live and it's really interesting with facebook live and stuff because i think facebook is dying out in a way in yeah, a way I think it is i mean maybe i wouldn't say dying out i'd just say people are like to consume the short form content on tiktok yeah, I think the traffic, especially on Facebook, is declining. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's dying, no. but I think its target age is very different to what it was before. 100%. I remember being... Facebook used, was massive when I was like 13, 14, yeah. 15. But now I think their demographic has changed. I think the older... I say older in quotes. Yeah. The older generation is more invested in Facebook than like the Gen Zers are because yeah. they're all on TikTok and That's Instagram. True. Um and Snapchat pretty much. The, there's a boom in Snapchat as there well. Is. Like I remember when Snapchat was first introduced and it was popular. Yeah. And then it went back down again and now it's just completely grown again. Um, I think Facebook's demographic has completely been flipped on its head. Yeah, but it's interesting that you say that because I love Facebook. Yeah, so do I. I'm always on Facebook. I love it. And I probably use it more than TikTok, to be honest, because I'll just sit and scroll through. And <laughs> all there is is like memes and like my family posting random selfies and I'm like literally I don't really care about that but <laughs> I think it's more like the tweens and the teens yeah. who are using TikTok I think it's really big with them yeah because a lot of them their their attention spans really short yeah in comparison to a lot of I think the older generation yeah so we're more likely to sit there and watch a 10 minute video or read a huge caption because we're more invested in the content, where yeah. I think that TikTok delivers short and sweet content. Yeah, definitely does. I mean, I remember, because, you know, we are Gen Z. It's horrible to say, like, but we are. After 97 is Gen Z. I think it caps at 2012, and then it's the next lot. But I remember Joe showed us a video recently, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, this video is really long. It was two and a half minutes long. Yeah, I remember saying to her, it yeah. was two and a half minutes. It's not that long. But in my head, I was long. like, that's a really long video. And I'm like, it's not. No. It's two and a half minutes. But we've uh, the, a lot of the younger generation, including ourselves, have been kind of conditioned, I guess. Yeah. Like, we're just so used to watching such short content that anything longer now is not really of interest. It's like even... Sorry, going back... We completely got off topic, yeah. but... Going back to, like, short-form content, I've seen full episodes of TV shows broken down yeah. into parts I mean, for TikTok. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched the entirety of The Devil Wears Prada on TikTok. Oh, my God. Because I saw one of the parts, and I was like, I've seen the movie before, but I saw one of the parts, and I was like, oh, I love this film. So I went into the profile, and then I was just swiping. It was, like, part four of 90. And I was like, swipe. I want to watch the next it's part. It's insane. Swipe. And I watched, like... A good hour of the movie on TikTok. I hate to admit it, but it's a great movie. You should watch it. <laughs> it. Devil Wears Prada, brilliant film. Meryl Streep, queen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's a really good point. Yeah. So obviously, um, a little bit earlier as well, talked a little bit about mental health and things like that on TikTok. And I think um, sort of after the pandemic, mental health is taking quite a priority with a lot of people, especially yeah. the younger generation. Yeah, so 90% of creators experience burnout and 71% seriously considered quitting yeah. all platforms, yeah. which is a crazy amount. That is crazy. It's a lot of people and a lot of the content we consume is made by certain creators, I think. Yeah. I think you, like there are certain people on TikTok and on Instagram that are like TikTok famous or Instagram famous. And I think a lot of people see themselves in these creators yeah. because they're either... Um, the same age as us and we find comfort in 
you know other people living the same experience as us yeah. or they're slightly older and they've got more experience than us i think we find comfort in a lot of creators because they're they're personable they're i think so relatable yeah and i think that seeing them in distress like that makes a lot of people feel for them yeah in a way i I suppose, but then there's that whole sort of controversy that's always online that's like, content creator's not a real job. If you do take, yeah. if you're an influencer, it's not a real job. Like, you shouldn't feel stressed. You shouldn't feel this. Like, you get to upload videos for your job and make yeah. loads of money from it. That's not just it. <laughs> it's, it's not just it. Like, I get why some people have the problem because, you know, there's content creators out there who like produce content and things like that mm-hmm. and like for the job it can be it could be hard work I don't know I don't make TikTok <laughs> um, but then they're potentially earning a lot more money than say a nurse yeah. or a doctor mm-hmm. who put in a particular type of graft and hard work and earn a lot less money so I get why some people have that kind of thought process and that issue i suppose yeah but i just think every job is so different i just think they're not comparable like there's a different type of work for every industry oh yeah 100 percent. i mean i have experienced burnout quite a few times i yeah. want to say and it is it is really horrible because you just feel like you're stuck in like nowhere land yeah you feel like you you want to be doing the work but you can't physically bring yourself to do it yeah and i think as a content creator it's hard because you're expected to be posting constantly. Yeah. And when you feel like you need to, but you can't, you, you feel guilty for other people as well. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it's a good point. I think it's added pressure when you're in the public eye. Yeah, 100%. But then, again, it's also the argument like, you you do kind of work for yourself. If, you need, if, you've, if you've made enough money, you can take the time off and yeah. then do it. But for example, a nurse is probably burnt out all the time. They, they can't take, they time can't take any time off, really. Yeah. So it's a really big thing to sort of compare. I mean, and sort of speaking of content creators, I'm a content creator, mm-hmm. but I don't make TikToks and, like, I do, but yeah. I'm not, like, a social media influencer. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, content creator can be so many different things. Like, I write content, I film content, I record content, mm-hmm. you design content. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of different things, but I just think that... It's incomparable. It is incomparable. Yeah. And I think every everyone can experience burnout for different reasons. I mean, how how do we know when it's kind of too much? Yeah, it's, it's hard to answer because it varies for different people. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. When, I don't even know when it's too much for myself, let exactly. alone when it is for other people. Yeah. But many apps are now building in, like, take a break. Yeah. Notifications. It's like if you realise that you if you scroll through TikTok too much, you'll get a video I've seen. of that girl like walking yeah. in the doorway. But it it will only show to you if you've been scrolling for too long. Yeah. Because it says take a break. So I think looking at those videos or that or a notification that says like it's time to take a break. I think re-listening to those they're good. <laughs> yeah. But I think most people would ignore them. I ignore them all the time. I ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just think, you know, with burnout and stuff, I think I think we can burn out without realising. Yeah. Like, I know that recently, like, I've been, not more recently, but earlier this year, like, completely burnt out, but kind of just pushed through, like, just get on day-to-day with life and things that, obviously, you just have to do what you have to do, don't yeah. you? There's bills to pay, there's people to please, there's responsibilities to hold up but when you actually have that moment to take a step back and look at your situation look at how you're feeling look at your surroundings and realize like oh damn like (laughs) i'm a bit effed right now yeah do you know what i mean i think that's the point where but it's so hard to realize and like i've not even realized it i remember i was having a chat with someone recently and they were just like yeah, you're, you're effed, do you know what I mean? And I was like, right, well, thanks, didn't notice that. <laughs> Cheers for telling me. So I think it can take someone else to notice it for you and have that conversation yeah. with you. Well, I think that apps are doing their part to kind of make you step back. Um, not It's not just 
hey, you've been watching TikToks for too long, take a break. But also creators get the notifications too. Yeah. Like if they feel like you're posting too much, it will come up with take a break. Yeah. So I think it is quite important that apps are taking the step to allow people to actually have breaks. Yeah. And think about themselves for once because I know that I barely put myself first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us do really. Like, particularly business owners, I think. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so hard to realise in business and it's something that, we need to prioritise it. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, mental health is definitely becoming a... More talked about topic. Yeah, and I think that's important, but then, you know, there's so much normalising. Mm-hmm. I had a thought the other day where I was like, people are trying to normalise everything, which in a way yeah. is good, but then I'm also like, it's like, don't normalise everything. Yeah. Like, certain mental health problems and things are becoming normalised, but they shouldn't be normalised, because when you normalise them, you don't get help. You yeah. think that it's okay, and it, and it is okay, but when it's so heavily normalised, you just think, oh, well, I'm just like this, but really, yeah, you might need help. It's also becoming trendy. It is. To have mental health oh, issues. I hate that. And there's been a lot of content creators being called out for the fact that they're faking illnesses. Yeah. Like... I saw recently there was a TikTok content creator that they were found out to be faking their Tourette's. Right. And, um, like, people who went to school with them was, like, coming out and saying, yeah, they never had Tourette's. Even their own sister came out and was like, yeah, "Yeah, this person doesn't have Tourette's. And I think having issues with, like, mental health and mental health problems is becoming so trendy because it gets views. It does. And it's... People speak up about the fact that they have ish, like problems with their mental health and how they're overcoming it, which is fantastic. But I think some people are seeing the fact that that's getting views and then try, try to copy it. Yeah. I think one of the things that I see a lot that really irritates me is like, five signs you have ADHD or yeah. five signs you have this and that. And I'm like, sure, these might be traits or signs of that. But then I'm seeing people in the comments who could be 13, 14, 15 going... <gasps> I do all of these things. This means I have ADHD. And then they self-diagnose and then they think they have all these problems that maybe they do, maybe, but they they might not. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's like, it's just all these. It's 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 an accumulation of people speaking out about it, but then also being misinformed about certain things. And I think that also contributes to the rise of council culture. 100%. Um, a lot of people are being called out for their wrongdoings, but a lot of people are accusing people of things they haven't done. Yeah. So they they'll like take a quote out of uh, context or something along those lines, and it'll be twisted and turned to something else. And then one person will call them out, and a lot of people will back them up, and it's just a continuous roll of nothing. Yeah. And then this whole person's, like, life is fucked. Pretty much. Like, it's in the shit, basically. But then I think, like, people just love to jump on trends. They just love to jump on bang and Yeah. They're seeing a couple of people saying these things about a particular person who's probably not even done anything bad. It's just that, truth bomb, people Mm -hmm. are so damn sensitive and take things the wrong way then everyone wants to jump on it. They're like, oh, this person said this thing. I'm going to say it too without yeah. any knowledge of what's actually happened. But when you think logically and look at the situation, they've probably not done anything wrong. Yeah. And because you're in the public eye, there's no opportunity to essentially redeem yourself or explain yourself because people are so quick to jump down your throat Yeah, and, and I say think, you're cancelled. Yeah. And I think while marketing, t- marketing trends are popular, yeah, like, yeah, jump on them, but just be careful what, you're following yeah because people are sensitive these days and one wrong move and like your whole career could be over yeah which is awful but mar- like simple market tre- marketing trends such as you know using a particular sound that's great to jump on because that's trending now yeah. that's what instagram or tiktok is pushing but when speaking out like with opinions and stuff or backing up a certain other creator or a popular creator that's done something it's really hard to find that balance between what is right and what is wrong definitely 
And it, it shouldn't be that way because, no. you know, we should be able to express things openly and have our own opinions and think. I've even seen on TikTok now people are putting in the caption, trigger warning, my opinion. Oh my like God. Like people are putting warning, I'm sharing my opinion. Jesus. It's like they're having to be so cautious about sharing it and be yeah. like, oh, you can't say anything. I warned you. This was my opinion. Like it's just going all the wrong ways. But in the sense of marketing, Obviously, like you said, there's all those trends, but it's just about jumping on the ones that are right for you. Yeah. Like we've always said it, if it doesn't fit right for your business, if it doesn't feel right for you, if it doesn't align with what you want to achieve and your values, then don't do it. If it does, then... Go for it. Jump on the bandwagon, babes. Jump on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so those are a few of the things that we've seen a lot of um, this year. Yeah. We did go off on a few different <laughs> tangents there. But it's all relevant, though. It is. It's just all things... It's just... We just have a little chat, guys. Um, <laughs> so those are a few of the things that uh, we've seen a lot of this year. I think the biggest one for me is definitely TikTok. Huge. That is just, it's just massive. And I think it's about moving your business with the times, but not redirecting yourself from what you align with. Yeah, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And I think like, like I said earlier, we've moved on to TikTok now, um, but we're not doing dances and we're not doing trends and we're not doing, because <laughs> it's just, it's not really who we are. It's not, we no. don't really sort of, align with that but we share podcast clips and we share valuable information and top tips and these are all kind of things that you can do on TikTok to use TikTok to your advantage to use it as a marketing platform rather than a social platform because that's yeah. essentially what social media is these days there's your social side and there's your, your networking side yeah, your marketing 100%. side so it's like how can you use this new up and coming platform that, to your advantage to your advantage how can you market on there oh basically <laughs> so let's have a look at some of our 2023 predictions what got my thinking hat on got your thinking hat on so i think one of the one of the biggest things that i'm kind of thinking for 2023 and that i've seen a lot of online is that small businesses will be collaborating a lot with these content creators that we're talking about yeah so with the rise of small businesses and their popularity i think a lot of people are maybe taking a stand not maybe a stand, but they're kind of arguing against a lot of big corporations um, and content creators will be the ones to help small businesses with a lot of their marketing. And mm -hmm. I think the way things are going and particularly with, you know, some corporate companies not really adapting and moving. I, I mean, I see a lot of like branding agencies and things on TikTok and, and stuff like that, but I think huge corporate companies aren't really moving on to things like TikTok, which is not a problem, I think if you look at corporate companies on like KPMG or something like that <laughs> in London, obviously I don't really think they're going to be on TikTok. No. <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure they're like a finance firm or <laughs> something like that. Um, but, you know, I think that content creators are going to play a big, a big role in a lot of small businesses marketing. Yeah. Like partnerships and ads and, and like influencer marketing. Because I think a lot of big corporations at the moment are being kind of called out for their employee care or lack of basically yeah. i think people call working in bigger corporations like a rat race like i hear so many people say a lot of business owners actually say oh i've done the rat race you know i want to <laughs> do my own thing and i feel like people just kind of thinking they're like a, a bit of a cog in the corporate machine yeah just another number really aren't yeah they? And, I, and i think that's fair because I, I i do think that a lot of of bigger companies don't really have employee well-being at sort of the core of their of their company and i think however long ago that wasn't really an issue but with the rise of gen z and a lot of younger people now sort of going into full-time work and um, putting their mental health first yeah and i think that's a huge thing for a lot of the younger generation mm -hmm. and i think if businesses aren't really moving with that then they're kind of gonna lack employee retention they're probably going to get less people coming in and then again there's kind of a bit of a footfall for that because if they want younger people in their business yeah for things like tiktok and social media marketing they're going to have to put well-being more so at the forefront of yeah 100 so yeah like i said with more gen z's and younger generation going into the corporate world they're finding that they're being mistreated so 
like I said, the bigger companies no longer have good employee retention, and particularly for younger people. So with that all kind of in mind, I think a lot of bigger businesses are looking to kind of cut their spending. And one of the biggest things that a lot of businesses cut when they cut their spending is their marketing, yeah. which is, no tea, a huge mistake. Yeah, 100%. Do not cut your marketing. Marketing is the essentially the forefront <laughs> yeah like without marketing you haven't got a business no one knows your business exists so a lot of the budgets with these cuts for partnering with creators online particularly for big companies those budgets are essentially being cut they're getting smaller they're paying mm -hmm. less and reports from content creators seeing their sponsorship offers decline and big brands are pulling out of the deals i think at the moment which then means that small businesses can jump onto this probably at a lower price point. Yeah, completely. If content creators are seeing a decline in the opportunities to work with big companies, they're probably going to snatch up an opportunity to work with a smaller company anyway. Yeah, and I think that's really beneficial for the small businesses as well because yeah. they're getting in front of the top creators yeah. and they're able to put their product or service out to a much bigger audience they even realise. Yeah. Because bigger brands are they're cutting their money, they're cutting their losses... Uh, which starts with their marketing, apparently. I think smaller companies are much more likely to get in there because it's, in a way, it's sort of trendy now. Yeah. To like cooperate with small businesses, to buy from small businesses. Which it should be. Exactly. Shop support, small. Shop small, support your local businesses. Especially around Christmas time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's becoming trendy. And yeah. I think a lot of content creators now want to start working with small businesses because they're so trendy. Yeah, and I think as well, with small businesses, you get that loyalty that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily get with a corporate company. Small businesses are probably much more likely to stick with you because they've got this great opportunity um, to get essentially more visibility through a content creator where potentially a little while ago, bigger companies would have more options. They'd, so, have, they'd have all the money yeah, as well. Yeah, so there's there there's definitely more loyalty with um, a smaller business. So basically, we're kind of predicting that small businesses will be able to step in and compete for the top creators at a lower price point. So you'll probably see a lot more small business being promoted throughout TikTok and things like that, which I think, again, is just... It's great. It's super important. <laughs> like, shop small. Support small business. I do all of my Christmas... I, I try and do all of my Christmas shopping on Etsy. Yeah, I do I know now. I did about probably 95% of my Christmas shopping last year with small businesses on Etsy, mm -hmm. like market stores and things like that. You know, girl, Amazon does not need... Any more money. Any more money. Jeff like, Bezos does not need any more money. No, he doesn't. Like, mate... Pop on down to the market store. Oh, I love Christmas markets. Yeah, support a small business this Christmas. Hashtag shop small. <laughs> Hashtag support small business. Hashtag shop small this Christmas. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you. Anyway, so Chris, what is another sort of thing that you've kind of got in your head for 2023? So my prediction is that the value of social media in marketing will be at its all-time high. Yeah, okay. So in 2022, 83% of marketers said that they had confidence in social media's return of investment, which is actually a huge increase mm -hmm. from 2021, which is only 68%. Right. So people are seeing the value in social media marketing yeah. now. So in a study by Hootsuite last month, a huge 96% of marketers said they had some sort of confidence in it, which is a massive jump. I mean, as well that's huge so it's gone from 68 to 83 to now 96 percent nearly everyone nearly everyone basically. is saying that social media marketing has some sort of value in it some sort of value in it yes <laughs> <laughs> and this confidence is actually reflected in how businesses are allocating budgets to their marketing okay so marketing budgets designated to social media has climbed to 10 percent in 2022 which is massive in comparison to its six percent in 2021 so it has gone up. People are now investing 10% of their overall marketing budget to social media. Yeah. So that it, that consists of all marketing. So that's like leaflet dropping. Leaflet dropping. <laughs> billboards, magazine adverts, TV adverts, radio adverts. 10% of that budget is now going to social media. Yeah. So while this is 10%... While 10% is quite a big number, it actually doesn't even match up to what it was over the pandemic. Right. So from 2018 to 2020, the budget for social media was 11% of their whole marketing budget, as 
many corporations put most of their energy into online marketing because no one could actually leave their house. Yeah. So as much as it was 11% in the pandemic, we've actually climbed... We have actually climbed closer this year to what we were last year when we came out of the pandemic. Right. Because everyone came out of the pandemic and was like, I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I want to be out and about. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. Online marketing budgets for social media actually went down to 6%. But now, because we're kind of getting back into that routine of being online, but also equally being outside and watching TV and driving around in our cars to the radio... It's gone back up to 10%. Yeah. Which is pretty good. It's pretty I good. I mean, social media is such a big part of our lives. 100%. And I just think it's just going to keep climbing. Yeah. Because I don't, there is not one person I think today that isn't on social media. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's something like, <laughs> oh, I can't remember how much, 67% of the whole world's population. So that's Jesus. over. Like four billion people. That is a lot. That four billion people. We've just hit eight billion people on the planet. Yeah, we have actually. We have, um, which is like too many people. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Um, but that's over four billion people. Probably five billion mm-hmm. people are now using social media. Yeah. And that's just going to go up, like you say. I think corporations are now realizing how big social media is. Yeah. I mean, it has been big for a long time, but I. F- I just feel like it's booming at the moment. Absolutely. Like, social media is everywhere. I feel like I can't get away from it, like, at all. As much as we want to and as much as we want to say, like, oh, I don't spend that much time on social media, we do. We do. Even if you don't realise how much you do, you do. So I think companies allocating that part of their budget to social media is going to really prove that they'll get a big return of investment because people yeah. are buying. I people think so. are online and they're buying. Yeah. So our prediction sees social media marketing booming way more than it is now. Like you think social media is everywhere now. We have no idea what it's capable of. We, we have no idea where it's going, how much it's going to influence how we purchase because right now we think it's everywhere, but it's going to get massive. It, I mean, if it's not already, but it's it's just always changing. It is like constantly. It's always changing. There's always new people. There's always something going on on social yeah. media so i just yeah i think it's like, gonna be even shout out to bloody mark zuckerberg who's made like a whole metaverse yeah yeah and now you can hold now you can hold meetings and shop in the metaverse like you wear a vr headset you go to a meeting yeah. you can go to a shopping center all in vr like people i don't think we quite understand how much of the online world is going to impact our lives. 100%. And I think, again, that's another example of adapting. Facebook, obviously, like we said earlier, is maybe their demographics changing, less young people on it, potentially. Um, So it was potentially getting quite outdated. Mm -hmm. Boom, here comes the metaverse. Yeah. With all this crazy shit. <laughs> um, and also what I find is really cool is the promo for the metaverse is Drag Race. Like, there's drag queens on it. Really? And it's like queens of the metaverse. Oh, my God. And there's, like, drag queens on it. So, again... Because dra- drag race is such a massive drag thing. Drag race is a huge thing, particularly for the younger generation. I mean, I love drag race. <laughs> drag race season four. How have you found a way to put drag race into this episode <laughs> how have you done that drag race uk season four finale tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah watch it <laughs> hashtag team cheddar um but the way they use things that are popular for yeah. the younger i think i keep saying younger generation i am in that generation <laughs> yeah. but i don't want to admit it so i'm going to keep saying younger generation i think using things that are popular for the younger generation now is going to keep people online yeah and that will trickle down into you know their kids and then their kids it's a generational thing i think we're really gonna get into the whole online thing i always think of us as like the humans from wally you know when they're all like sat in those chairs (laughs) because it is it's a similar way to the way we are going yeah everything is online i've also seen in China, they're testing our new way to advertise using drones there's going to be adverts in the sky you're going to be looking up and you'll see a bloody like Pepsi thing 
in the sky. See, this is just, it's a little bit terrifying to me. It is. How technological the world is going. And, you know, you see these movies where it's all, like, dystopian and futuristic. And, like The Matrix. Yeah, and everything's, like, you know, you're, like, you sort of typical futuristic. Everything's, like, white and every, there's nothing really, yeah. no really personality. I'm seeing brands moving that way. You know, like, Pringles? Mm-hmm. Used to be, like, I saw that. the awesome Pringles guy with this great moustache. Mm-hmm. Now it's a white circle with two black eyes and a, yeah. and a shitty moustache. Yeah. And, like, even McDonald's. That used to be colourful and, you know, Things McDonald's. are becoming so simplified. And it's... I just feel like things are becoming so clinical. Yeah. And that's what the future looks like. Yeah. And it's, it's quite scary. It is. Uh, I'm a bit terrified. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll get to meet Wally. <laughs> and I'd love that. Love that I film. love that. I love it so much. But it is. A lot of things are going online. Yeah. And that's... To sell... Yeah. As a marketing standpoint, that is where we want to be. 100%. So, obviously, social media is going to be massive. Mm-hmm. So, I think one of uh, the things that is going to be more apparent next year is kind of um, businesses and content creators kind of having to tailor their content to every different platform. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I've always done and that I would always recommend to people is to repurpose content. So, like, one one blog or one social media post could be used across different platforms in different formats and in different styles, and a TikTok could be a carousel post and all that kind of thing. Because you'll get, you know, stories started off on Snapchat. They didn't start off on Instagram no. or on TikTok. Um, but because of the rise in popularity of them, they've kind of encompassed them onto different platforms because of their popularity. Yeah. And I think... It's so common now to go to different platforms and find the exact same thing. Yeah. Like Reels and TikToks. Reels were only introduced because of TikToks, really, in a short-form content. Yeah. Um, but I think we've hit the all-time peak of that now. Um, I think marketers are gonna uh, now going to be try and now going to try and think more strategically and um, make content that is different on each platform. I yeah. think we've now moved past, oh, you can use this form of content and split it into 10 different things on, and post it all on the same, post the same post on different platforms. I think we're now gonna have to be tailoring our content for each platform. Yeah, I think like what you said about the reels, like obviously TikTok started the whole short form trend and yeah. then Instagram got it and then Metaverse and started doing it on Facebook and mm-hmm. then Snapchat does their spotlight and it's it's just I mean I think you mentioned to me the other day that TikTok is now doing its own Be Real. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know Be Real is basically an app that I guess went viral this year. Yeah it's an indie app so it yeah. wasn't that well known until it blew up I think on TikTok. Yeah so basically you download it and then uh, at any random time in the day everyone gets a notification saying it's time to be real and then at that point you have to take a picture of what you're doing exactly there and then it's supposed to be kind of getting rid of the whole fakeness of social media being real being real but <laughs> most people I know don't even do it when it's time they wait until they're doing something interesting yeah. and then take it which defeats the whole purpose of that but apparently TikTok is now doing a very similar thing yeah it's called like TikTok now yeah um but I think they, they jumped on it because it was it's popular. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. It's a really big thing at the moment. And they've only started doing it because they know it's getting interactivity. Yeah, and I think it's not only sort of come at the expense of the user experience, but also at the expense of like the sanity of the social media <laughs> marketers whose sort of lives and their work seemed to revolve around constantly adapting their plans to these new formats. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, especially us, we try and put this plan in place to do all our marketing. Yeah. Uh, when we're going to post, when we're going to post, what types of posts we're going to post. And I feel like with all the social media just ever-changing, they're constantly putting new algorithms out, they're constantly putting new features out. Um, it kind of just sends you into, like, a tiz. Yeah. Because... You can't stick to that plan anymore. No. So, actually, 52% of marketers who responded to a Hootsuite survey said that they cross-post content to multiple social media platforms with as few changes as possible. Just 18% of those marketers create different posts from scratch for each platform. 
I mean, I know when I'm doing my social media, so I use Meta Business Suite, mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Um, I tend to post the same things on both. Obviously, the content has to be slightly different. So on Instagram, you can't put hyperlinks in the caption. So it would be more like a link in bio. Yeah. But there's things like your carousel post on Instagram. That format doesn't really work with Facebook. No. Because they don't have that swipe format. Yeah. They still sort of work because they'll upload with multiple multiple images. But again, it's now going into this sort of way like you have to kind of find a replacement that adds the same value, adds yeah. the same sort of thing, but it's in a different format. Yeah, I think going off of that Hootsuite survey, because we looked at it together, um, it also said that marketers who create the different posts from scratch for each social network are actually significantly more confident in the value and the message they're trying to convey, yeah. which also reflects in its reach, because people are going to different platforms to see the different types of content this content creator or this small business is creating but they go to those platforms to see those things in particular yeah so it's almost creating like oh what they're going to post next or what they're going to post on facebook or instagram and stuff it creates sort of buzz yeah and i think we're definitely going in that way where people don't want to be going to different social media and seeing exactly the same thing i mean if you go on instagram and you follow a content creator you don't want to then go on facebook and see the exact same content on that app that they've posted too no and i think there was kind of a time where like that was okay Mm -hmm. because it was more about giving the same audience on different platforms the same content and the same value but however now like you say it's about moving with the different formats yeah that are coming out and adapting to them and creating a better experience for the users and i just think like it's interesting because TikToks and Reels are essentially the exact same thing. But I still use both. Yeah. And for the reason that the TikToks I see on TikTok are completely different to the Reels I see on Instagram. Yeah. Like, most of my TikTok is just, like, gym stuff and, like, (laughs) I don't know, just random stuff. I don't even know, like, drag race videos and that sort of thing. Whereas my Instagram is all cute dogs and, like, ducks. (laughs) Like, I follow a lot of duck accounts yeah and i think the average social media user doesn't just use one social media either i think they they tend to use a wide range of them which means they don't want to be flipping between app to app and seeing exactly the same thing thing, because you it just defeats the purpose of having different social media apps exactly so yeah i think kind of all in all is the kind of idea that repurposing content is kind of going to crash yeah like not necessarily repurposing the content but repurposing the format like the formats yeah. are going to have to change so like per sort of platform but you still want to add the same value and give the same content to the different kind of branches of your audience just in a different way so yeah i think that a lot of content creators are going to start kind of creating posts to tailor to each platform so yeah that's that's one of the things i'm thinking for next year Okay, so the last prediction that me and Harry have come to a conclusion about for 2023 is that Google will no longer be the only place to search, which I think we've likely touched on before. Yes. Or we've likely touched on um, in our SEO events or on our on our social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, for them, for like for most of the millennium, Google has been unbeatable in terms of. Um, search engines I think when you think search engines you think of Google I think Google is the only search engine that has been used as a verb right oh yeah like I'm going to Google it well yeah you don't say oh let me just bing this yeah let me just yahoo that yeah I think it's the only search engine that's ever done it yeah which just shows that it's the one that people use the most yes it's definitely the one people think of um fun fact google as a verb was first used by willow the character on buffy the vampire slayer she invented the term that is a very fun fact yeah thought i'd let you know that source trust me bro (laughs) (laughs) no that's true is it yeah generally (laughs) very fun fact so with the rise of social media, I think the I think Google will face new competition. Yes. 
from these social media platforms. So younger generations in particular, so younger generations again, are actually going to TikTok and Instagram to search for places like where to eat for dinner or where did I see this jumper and things that you would usually Google, but a lot more of the younger generations are going for social media. I think that... I think it's something that I've talked about quite a lot recently in the whole kind of uh, blogs being phased out and is Google really, you know, kind of that popular anymore? Mm-hmm. And again, I think it comes down, it's like a generational thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. We say generational thing, we're in that generation, <laughs> but kind of on the other side of that, we're not with the younger ones yeah, in our generation. Yeah, I think with the, the older versions of our generation. I mean, you're technically the year after Gen Z started. Yeah. And I'm a couple years after. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think that, like I say, it's a generational thing. I mean, I still use Google every day. Oh, yeah. I, I just Google everything. Yeah, I don't search for things on TikTok or Instagram. I, like, if I, everything I search for is, like, a particular video I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, same. Like, but then again, I don't really use YouTube anymore. Like, when I was when I was younger, I used YouTube all the time. The only thing I use YouTube for now is to watch Dragon's Den clips. Like, that's it. Everything Dragon's else. Den clips. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. It's all I'm watching right now. I love it so much. But like everything else, I kind of watch it on TikTok. If I want to watch like a bit of something off Drag Race that I can't get out of my head, then, then I'll watch oh it. Oh my god. I can tell that's my current obsession. I um, think that, especially with like places to go for dinner or, you know, where is that jumper that I saw someone wearing on the street? I think people are trusting other people's experiences yeah. over what a website is going to tell them. I think. Seeing someone say, like, oh, this place for dinner is great. We went here and we ate this and this. Um, five stars out of five, something like that. Yeah. I think it's way more relatable than some text on a website telling you that it's good. Yeah. It's way more relatable seeing it from someone else. And I think the proof is more visually there. You see on TikTok, there's people like, um, get ready with me for this. Or, yeah. like, come with me to this restaurant. And they vlog their experience at this mm-hmm. restaurant, so people get a first-hand insight into what that experience is. Yeah. Obviously, where you're reading a blog, you're kind of just reading the words. I'm all for blogs still. Like, <laughs> you know, I love a blog. I always, I find everything I need to. Yeah. Uh, with articles and things on Google, but I think you make a good, really good point because I'll see like a video of someone at a restaurant or someone doing like I don't know an inflatable water course or <laughs> something like that and I'm like this looks really really fun yeah seeing it visually seeing that visual proof in front of my eyeballs is like so much more convincing mm-hmm. than just reading it and I think like we touched on earlier with the way that short form content is now being consumed and the way that the younger generation <laughs> are consuming content and um kind of viewing things mm-hmm. is so much more visual now yeah i think do you remember in like early 2010s where vlogging on youtube was huge yes that's all and I watched. everyone was wearing the same makeup yeah. everyone was doing their hair the same everyone was wearing the same outfits like if you remember like everything had mustaches and glasses yeah. on them like it was it was an awful awful time but everyone was wearing the same thing yeah. everyone looked the same everyone was wearing the same makeup the color of makeup was the same people buy from people they do and I think vlogging in a short form of content has come back. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, basically getting bullied because I didn't have, like, a particular hair or, like, the right shade of red lipstick. Like, it was the stupidest thing. But because famous people are telling you to wear these things or, um, like, buy this particular makeup or go to this dinner place, even if they're, like, especially on TikTok, even though they're not famous, they're people. You they the people buy from people because they're relatable. Yeah, and it's it's even like it's like the whole influencer marketing thing, isn't it? Like, if you see someone that you look up to or you mm-hmm. admire or someone with a big following, if they are doing something, then you want to do it too. Yeah, exactly. It's just jumping on trends, and I think that's something that a lot of people, particularly the rising generation, want to do. They just want to jump on what's popular so they feel popular too. Yeah. And it works. It does a, work. As a way of marketing. So I think that Google will still be apparent. I don't think Google will ever necessarily oh, phase no. out. It's too much of a huge brand. Like, everyone knows what Google is. Yeah, so just some little bits of st- statistics. Yeah. I never say that word. Go on. Um, so 40% of 18 to 24-year-olds are now using social media as their primary search engine. 
according to an internal study done by Google itself. Mm. So obviously doing a little bit of competitor research. Yeah. So in September 2022, the New York Times even proclaimed that Gen Z, for Gen Z, TikTok is the new search engine, which is insane. It is. But I, I see why it's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, and I... I know, and it's again, it's about moving with the times. This is what I said, I think, about SEO. Like, Mm -hmm. now you have to incorporate SEO into your social media platform. Yeah. SEO is not just about your website anymore. Like, it's, it's, it's rising. It's everywhere. Now, TikTok's a search engine. There's even TikToks that come up on Google search results Mm -hmm. at the top. Like, those keywords, check out our SEO episode, (laughs) (laughs) need to be incorporated into your social media. So we predict that by 2023, there'll be a significant decrease in traffic for Google. So Google's not going to go away overnight. No. It's too big of a thing. It makes too much money. It's not going to go away overnight. But there will be, well, we think there will be a decrease in the traffic that Google gets. Yeah. So don't get us wrong. The transition from search to social completely will be very long, generational. It will take a long time to completely move over if it ever does so don't expect to see like a complete 180 in like the next year yeah but it will become we do reckon that the rise with the rise of social media searching using only online platforms will become more and more popular 100 percent. i think so so to to kind of prepare for this and i guess again adapt your business um with the times and um you know, appeal to more people. I a suppose. wider audience. A wider audience yeah. and bring in a kind of expand your client base. Social media marketers and small business owners and content creators, basically anyone who wants to build their audience. Wants to get ahead of the times. Yeah. Uh, one of the main things that you need to have a grasp on is search engine optimization. I did just mention it because it's. SEO is a huge thing on Google and everything, but like I say, it's now becoming so apparent on search engines too. 100%. I made a post the other day. On search engines. On social media too. I made a post the other day um, about social media, uh, SEO and your social media, and on the Instagram search bar, it now prompts you to use keywords. It says search for bakery or search for dog grooming or whatever the words were. Like, it is prompting you just like Google does, mm-hmm. with particular keywords. So we are now holding a new SEO event in January because we want you guys to start your year of 2023 off the right way. We want you guys to be ahead of the game, um, get your SEO sorted, understand the basics of SEO, understand your keywords, everything you could imagine when it comes to SEO. We want you guys to start off doing as early as possible yes and there's going to be lots in there about social media because like i've said now again <laughs> get that seo in your social media um so we're going to be covering a lot of that as well so i'm going to put the link to the event in the show notes yep. so if you want to get to get to the seo which you definitely absolutely should mm-hmm. then um click on the link and get yourself a ticket i believe it's 99 pounds a day so you get everything we've spoken about you get loads of knowledge you get a free follow-up one-to-one with myself and chris to focus solely on your seo um and all our resources and tools for the day and you get lots of little sheets and cheat sheets and that kind of thing and a lovely delicious lunch (laughs) (laughs) uh, that we have been ordering from like the past four years six years however long before we started working here, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're interested, um, check out the link in the show notes. Thanks, guys. But, yeah, I think that's everything for us <laughs> this week. Anything yeah. else from you? So, if you guys want to reach out before the event or if you've got any questions about the event or anything we spoke about today, feel free to send us a DM or email us. So, we'll put our email in the show notes. Yeah, everything is in the show notes, like Chris said you loved this week's episode as much as we love to make it <laughs> then do rate and review i'm talking five stars <laughs> i'm joking be honest with us we love your feedback um yeah like chris said everything in the show notes and yeah that's everything yeah thanks guys have a great week all the best bye ttfn <laughs> bye <laughs>